Welcome to Midtex Outdoors, the home of muddy tires and campfires. I'm Speedy Dozier. And I'm Kendall Vela. Welcome to the inaugural episode. Glad to have you all along with us. Um, a little bit about myself. I'm a butcher in Central Texas. Uh, I live in South Austin. And um, I love doing everything outdoors that I can. Uh, I camp every time I got days off. Every time I got vacation, I'm camping, hiking anything I can do outside and um, last few years I've been getting into hunting with Speedy and uh, fishing any reason I can find to get outside I'm going for it now it's a little bit about me Speedy hey guys so man I was very fortunate growing up I had a mother and father that are very very outdoorsy uh, went on my first camping trip when I was four months old shot my first deer when I was six so, I mean, I've just been, I was born and bred in the outdoors uh, here in kind of central Texas. Grew up in the barbecue capital of the world, Lockhart, Texas. Uh, now I live in one of the suburbs of Austin, uh, working in the oil and gas, gas industry. And I'm fortunate enough to have, for the most part, a Monday through Friday job. And it affords me the <clears throat> the comforts of getting to hunt and fish uh, as much as I possibly can. Do a lot of camping still. And man, I just I'm never happier than when I'm outside in the out in the woods or on the water. So Kendall and I got together, and we've known each other for what about four four years now, maybe yeah, five years, four or five years. And it's just one of those deals that just clicked instantly. Got along really well. Had a lot of the same mindsets, and uh, he started hunting with me more and. It's one of those deals that I always look for, you know, someone that could that had the same kind of passion and drive that always wanted to get out there. We hunted in some torrential weather throughout last season. I'm sure we'll talk about it later on. We've hunted in lightning storms, pouring down rain, really cold, really hot. I mean, it's just been spread the gamut. We've we've done it, and you know, neither one of us have ever really complained, uh, especially when we come out empty-handed, which happens. You know, it's hunting and fishing and just anytime we get to be out it's it, it, it's a blessing and gift and we re, we really realize that um now today we're going to talk a little bit more about the camping side uh we're going through kind of spring break time right now and Kendall and i both actually just got back from camping trips and funny enough we we're both in basically the same state but different times and different parts uh so we're going to kind of go over about what we did where we went and how we did it and then we'll go on from there so I'm, I'm recently married we've been married uh my wife Courtney and I've been married for about a month now and congratulations thank you and you know I, I was really blessed to marry into a family with a really great niece and nephew and our niece Bristol uh just celebrated her ninth birthday and uh un very unstereotypically for any young girl that age she wanted to go camping for her birthday and they live in uh, Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri. Uh, her dad is stationed in the Army. I uh, want to thank him for his service and everything. But they, she wanted to go camping in Arkansas, and we ended up meeting them. So it was about halfway, so seven-hour drive definitely beat a 12-hour drive. So we met in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and went camping at uh, a KOA, Campground of America. It was actually my first time ever being at one of those, and I was very impressed. You know, it wasn't just really camping out in the bush and being super rugged you know we had some amenities you know there's a bathhouse right down 
the driveway. There's running water and electricity there at the campsite. And you know, yeah, that's just, cool. I've never been to a KOA. I said, man, I, I never had either. And I really enjoyed it. You know, uh, for what it was, I realized, man, I, I've camped out in some really primitive areas where we packed in, we ate what we had. I mean, I've, we've packed, I've camped out on islands in the river where we canoed down, had everything. So it was a nice step back, and I got to take my wife went with me, and you know we slept on an air mattress. You can make fun of us all you want, but I got down at 34 degrees, so it was plenty cold. So we were clamping. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> well, at 34 degrees, I'm telling you, it, it still felt like we were roughing it. But uh, we got to go to the national park there, got to see the bathhouses and hot springs, and enjoy the national park, and then got to do some fishing and. And I, I love fishing. I love I, I, I try to wet a line anytime I can. And myself and uh, Kevin, uh, niece and nephew's dad, we actually uh, tried fishing as much as we could while we were out there on one of the lakes. And I had a couple of nibbles from a, probably a small catfish on the bottom, but we just couldn't get it done. My wife and niece and nephew, however, caught a bunch of little perch there in the little fishing pond there in the campsite. Uh, they did all that while we... we Cooked dinner and got everything ready. Did y'all cook up the perch or y'all throw it back? I wish threw it back. It was small enough. <laughs> Those perch would make great bait for catfish, you know, yeah. like a trot line or a jug line or something, but they were too small to eat. But I mean, the kids liked it a whole lot. There were ducks floating around the pond. Actually, they, <laughs> we, we ran, they ran around with a net for a long time given by the staff. One of the ducks out there had stepped on a fishing hook. So the hook was stuck in the foot with a bobber attached to it. And what? The kids were the kids were chasing it for hours and hours, and finally, someone else actually was able to get a hold of it and get the hook out. So they were able to save the duck, but it was pretty neat. Uh, Come on, duck! But you know, this time of year in Arkansas, a big thing right now is goose hunting. And while we were sitting there in the campsite, a big old flock of snow geese flew right over us, and man, I got my heart pumping. That was pretty dang sweet. Uh, but you know, we were camping, didn't have a license for that conservation season. <laughs> I feel like the, na- the, the neighbors and the RVs and tents probably wouldn't have appreciated it too much if I had pulled out my shotgun and dropped a couple of geese right there, but <laughs> maybe next, next time. Um, but you know, we, uh, we, my wife and I took our tent out, uh, got a real nice tent. We like a whole lot. We've taken it out several times. Uh, not as much as I like, but we t- we've taken it out multiple times and, uh, I said took the air mattress and we thought we didn't realize it was gonna be quite so cold and we took you know some sheets and a couple quilts and everything and thought we were gonna be good and after that first 34 degree night uh, <laughs> Sunday morning the rest of the family went to Sunday mass there in Hot Springs and me and Courtney went to town drove almost to Little Rock 30 minutes away and went to Academy and bought a new sleeping bag for Courtney and bought a once rated for zero degrees mummy bag and she slept a lot better the second night. I, I was fine. I'm, I'm pretty hot-natured. Uh, but it, it it was fun, I mean, for what it was. I mean, it. I, I, honestly, I've done some really cool camping, but I can't think of a camp trip I enjoyed more than that one. Uh, just the family being around, uh, the people we met. We ended up meeting some really cool neighbors. Uh, the first night we had a couple retired couple from Michigan, uh, the big hunters and fishers and stuff, but... They were actually making their way down a bunch of national parks and stuff, camping out on their way to see visit his mom in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And they were in Hot Springs. The next day, they are actually uh, coming pretty close to where we live uh, here around Austin. They were going to go to Lake Whitney there in Waco. 
and then over to Fredericksburg, and uh, we kind of directed them toward Enchanted Rock. Uh, and yeah, as you should. Yeah, and then and of course you know the wineries, the the all the German food and stuff. And then the second night we actually met this girl, uh, Julie, and uh, real nice nice girl, real cool deal. Uh, we actually had a lot of leftover dinner, and we invited her over to eat, and she had already eaten, but she hung around the campfire with us for oh heck an hour, hour and a half, two hours or more. Uh, she's probably our age, you know, mid twenties, uh, mid to late twenties. Um, and she actually lives in Pensacola, Florida and she was driving on her way to Oregon to work at an internship at the national park service for a few months. So she was just making her way across the nation, uh, for, uh, she doesn't have to be there till end of April. So she's got a month and a half just Man, camping out in those different awesome. trailers. Yeah. Man, well, I've heard. So it was real cool. So she that was her first night was there at hot springs with us and then after that she was actually going to be heading towards austin here where we we're at and we were able, she was going to be staying in bastrop which is real close to the house uh and we were able to direct her to smitty's there in lockhart and get some real barbecue oh man i love smitty's she actually sent uh sam uh niece and nephew's mom sent her a picture and a text from smitty's with a picture of her eating a big old thing of brisket and thanking her for the um, the direction sending her that way, so it, it it was a cool day. We met a lot of real cool people, and uh, of course, the way we met them all, you know, like I said, invited them over for food. Uh, first night, uh, we had what we call hobo dinners. I'm sure you've had that, Kendall. Oh yeah, those hobo foil dinners. dinners. I mean, heck, growing up, we used to have those in the house sometimes. My mom would let, do us do them in the oven, and we get to make our own food. And we thought that was the coolest thing, you know, <laughs> heck, it's just hamburger meat, onions, potatoes, carrots. I mean. It was, wrapped in foil and done but you know it's just something about that's very traditional cooking food it's real easy throwing the coals and kids get to do it too and they get to feel like part of it mm-hmm. uh, and then for dessert uh, i took our dutch ovens out and ended up making a peach and blackberry cobbler and man it was good it's actually my grandma's recipe man we did it in the dutch ovens and of course we had plenty left over so we invited the neighbors over they got to eat some talk to them and you know that to me that's what camping's all about it's not just there's a time and place for getting out and alone by yourself and escaping, you know, the urban sprawl. And one percent agree with that. But man, there's something about the camaraderie and meeting people that have the same mindset as you. You know, camp. There's no better people than people that camp and go yeah. work, go on the river and canoe and kayak or hunt. I mean, just it, it's nice getting getting people from all across the nation. You know, like I said those people from Michigan. She was from Florida. We're mm-hmm. from Texas. But we're all in the same place doing the same thing and enjoying the heck out of it. Yeah, so, man. Everybody uh, gathering around the hearth, sharing yeah, some food. There's nothing more human than that. It was awesome, man. The kids loved it, and that, to me, that's the big thing. Like I said, I, I first went camping when I was four months old, and I actually would sleep, pitch and sleep my, in my own tent before I had my own room, I, before I slept in my own bed just about. I mean, it was very little age, and it's just been part of who we, who my family is. You know, We've always done that. Uh, but then the second night, uh, we kind of lived a little bit as far as the food goes, and uh, like I said, my niece's birthday kind of deal, so for for dinner, we had made a homemade lasagna out of, uh, in one of those Dutch ovens, and we counted it all up, and there was 13 layers in that lasagna. Ooh, man. Uh, cast iron Dutch oven lasagna over the coals, and man, it tasted good, and uh, before we left, you know, we 
what we did to make everything a little bit easier while we we're out there. We went ahead and browned all the meat and mixed the sauce in uh, before we left. Put it in a Ziploc bag, throw the ice chest, mixed up our cheese mixture, and just kind of did all that eat all that prep work that kind of takes more time out in the field. And got that done. So when we were there, scooped it out, assembled it, and got it done. And then we actually uh, stacked our Dutch ovens, and in the bottom Dutch oven we did the lasagna, and the upper Dutch oven we made a birthday cake, and or cooked a birthday cake rather. Uh, did a strawberry cake, a vanilla frosting, uh, pink sprinkles, what what Miss Bristol wanted, and of course, a big old nine candles. So it you know it was really cool. We had a salad with it, and got uh, some garlic bread cooked over the fire and boiled stuff. So, I mean, it was just a really cool deal, and you know. Kendall, Kendall and I were talking about it earlier, and camping doesn't always have to be chilly and stew. I mean, but don't get me wrong; that's always that's a big part of camping, and, and it's very traditional. And I don't want to take away from that. It's part of the basics that I love, you know. But and part of part of camping, it's you know, kind of impressing people, you know. And, uh, <laughs> what and, can I do with my dust yeah, of it? Exactly, yeah. you know. It, it's. It's not about always about surviving, you know. It's about living, you know. And yeah. to me, when I live, I'm 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 eating good, you know. So, <laughs> you know, my wife and I have talked about it. We we got some other recipes we were wanting to do in the Dutch oven. Um, my my dad is real active with, with Dutch ovens and stuff, and he's got kind of a little club he started there at the church, uh, cooking with a bunch of other men cooking in Dutch ovens and everything. And man, it, you know, it's fun. You know, we're planning on doing different casseroles and. I was talking to Kendall about Salisbury steak and meatloaf and everything. I mean, it's it's just cool, and you know, it's kind of bragging rights, saying, "Hey, look what I did!" You know, <laughs> yeah. over coals. You know, something they've been doing for heck hundred years or more, and they're still doing it. And man, it just it it tastes better. <laughs> I mean, you know, campfire coffee tastes better than coffee at oh, yeah. the, at the gas station, and you know, campfire food tastes better than just over the gas stove. But <laughs> I mean, that, for that, for the most part, you know, that's, that's kind of how our trip went. We just kind of got to relax a lot. We didn't do a whole lot of hiking or a bunch of traveling or sightseeing, you know, that we've done other times. But, like I said, it was, it was just a really good trip, you know. So, Kendall, how was y'all's trip? Man, uh, see, for us, we, uh, I had a group of friends. We went out on a whole week adventure. We're like, all right, let's go. We generally like to have most of our, you know, we, we do a lot of stuff in Texas, but sometimes you venture out. And uh, so we went out to Robber's Cave, uh, which is uh, just north of Wilburton, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, it was like a Jesse James hideout. Uh, it's just like some cave system, a bunch of hiking, a bunch of mountains and stuff. So we went out there. We spent about three days out there. Um, it was a lot, lot like, hey. What can we do in the Dutch oven? You know, it's cooking like that. Uh, I know we were doing cornbread. Uh, we pretty much will take. We forgot one of our Dutch ovens. Oh man! Yeah, so we only had my Dutch oven, and then we had a couple cast irons. So we just put a cast cool. iron over a cast iron to make like a like a second Dutch oven, pretty That's much. That's some ingenuity right yeah. there. <laughs> we were uh, we threw like parchment paper in there. And we did some like cornbread. Mm -hmm. Uh, and did a did a beef stew. I know, Man. I know, I know. Well, see, just I, like the stews and stuff, but we had to do a stew. Well, and you know when you do it in a cast iron, man, it just like I said, it tastes better. You know, it just tastes different. That's what I was gonna say. You know, y'all forgot y'all. They sell the 
heck, even a good lodge cast iron. They sell at Walmart and Academy, but and once you once you've used it for a while and you get get all the all that good seasoning, that flavor in there, mm -hmm. it's it's hard to start over. So I I get it. I get it. Yeah, I know. I'm all about the stew. But uh, yeah, we did that. We did a lot of hiking. Um, we hiked out up to the to the Robbers Cave. Uh, hiked around that park. There's a uh, some real beautiful lakes out there and some real good fishing. But did you find any gold? Didn't find no gold. Didn't find no Jesse James gold. Nothing in the hideout. Um, but there was a lot of cool little caves and a lot of cool rocks and some climbing there. Um, did a lot of did a lot of that. Um, walked around the. The lakes and stuff, it's just, it was real pretty. Um, that was actually the first time that I really um, camped in Oklahoma. I was pretty impressed with the, See, with the amenities I've, and stuff. It I've was been nice. to Oklahoma, I've driven yeah. through it several times. I haven't been to that part. Yeah, that is a I've nice heard park. It's really pretty. I uh, just kind of happened upon it when I was doing some research trying to figure out where we we're going. And then with that park, I'm like, man, I'm coming back here. Like, well, see, that, that, that's nice. That retired couple from uh, Michigan, sorry, uh, that. After they left Hot Springs, that's where they're heading next. Was Robert's uh, cave oh, yeah. there in Oklahoma before heading down to Texas? So that's so we were switching places. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> kind of playing musical chairs over there. Uh, man, so was, uh, after doing that, we uh, we drove up to Arkansas. We wanted to go to the Ozarks. It was my first time in the Ozarks, so we actually went up to uh, White Rock Mountain, okay. which is. Uh, not a state park it's like a recreation area okay be similar to like the like the lcra stuff we have in central texas um and uh it was really cool so you go up this real sketchy little dirt road uh for about 40 minutes to get to the top of the mountain there's only like nine or ten campsites up there mm -hmm. um it's real primitive so you take everything with you Everything you got to take back. You have to reserve them if there's that few. Yeah, you reserve. Okay. Um, there's no, there's like. See, I'd hate to get all the way to the top and they'd be full. <laughs> yeah. Turn, turn around. Exactly. Um, and it's like it's crazy because that mountain. It's like there's certain parts where it's like almost like one lane. You're having to like really like pull against the mountain to let somebody by so they don't Ooh. fall off the side of the mountain. But um, so that uh, so we got up there. And it's 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 real primitive. So all the trash, everything you carry, uh, you have to take out with you, um, as you should. Exactly as you should. And um, there's also like just like two, two uh, like drop toilets up there. But I know you've dealt with drop toilets. I've dealt with drop toilets. This is the nicest drop toilets I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I'm not even kidding, man. Like, they take care of this thing. Like, it's it's closed off. It's a locked door. You open that door. It's There's no insects. It's They clean in it twice a day. Like, it's a deep hole, so you don't have to worry about nothing. No um, splashing up. No splashing. Nothing crazy on that drop. No, it's uh, it was really nice. And honestly, like, this is... Uh, second place that i've i've camped in arkansas and like just arkansas across the board it's just got really nice amenities just the other place like a couple years ago i, I uh camped at devil's den which is up near fayetteville mm -hmm. um i camped there for for uh for a week and uh man their amenities were just insane <laughs> it was just like showers everything was like real nice and clean and taken care of it just blew me away 
But even White Rock, it's not a state park. It's not a national park. It's uh, but they it was well taken care of. It was a nice mm. place. But uh, this is the first time I'd ever actually spent time in Arkansas. I've driven through before. Yeah. And it's both times, you know, I've driven through, and now it's just it's a really beautiful place. And uh, heck, this time of year, it's kind of still the transition. It's starting to get in the spring. Then it's starting to get green. It blooms everywhere. What I couldn't believe compared to you know where we are in Central Texas and South Texas and everything. It, there's just water everywhere. Dude, there's water flowing everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, it it's is nice. The creeks, the rivers. I mean, it's just. It looks like a fisherman's heaven. I don't know. I I didn't catch any fish, but it just looked awesome. Dude, no, I, I feel you. Like, uh, so we did quite a few hikes, um, off the mountain, um, and they're all two water sources. So, except I guess the first hike we did a like a rim hike which is just all around the top of the mountain, okay. pretty much. Uh, and White Rock has all these, like, shelters that they've built on, like, the northeast, west, south sides. Okay. So you can go there and have an overlook of, like, the whole Ozarks. It's just, like, mind-blowing how beautiful it That's is. That's awesome. And you can just see so far out. Um, something real cool is we did this. We did the rim trail, and we get out to one of the, the uh, shelters, and we're looking out over this just vast Ozark area, and you see like all the smoke, and we were like, "Man, is there a wildfire or something?" Like we couldn't figure out what what that was. So the next day, we did like a seven mile hike. We went down the mountain to a waterfall. Mm -hmm. uh, we found this waterfall that was down by uh, Lake Shores. Okay. And as we were walking down, we found we walked through this charred area where they did a controlled burn. Oh man! So they're they're doing controlled burns in different areas, and we're like, oh, that's what that was about. But hmm. we we went all the way down to this uh, to this waterfall, hiked down to under the waterfall, and then we had lunch underneath the waterfall. Oh, that's awesome! That's dude, awesome! Dude, it was so fun. It was awesome. And then uh, and then the hard part happened, where you know you hike back up the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm getting all long winded and everything else. Um, and then. So, some of the dinners that we were doing... Yeah, now we're getting some good stuff. Yeah, you always love the dinners. Uh, see, one night we did... Uh, so, I, I made a roasted poblano uh, corn chowder okay. that I like to do. So, pretty much roast, roast poblanos on the fire. Uh, you roast corn on the fire, and then you kind of, you know... Chuck it all down into your in your stew. You you know, uh, do your mirepoix, add your stock. I like to grill my chicken too, so yeah. it gets more of that smoky flavor in there. That's pretty awesome. Um, See, that's just not regular Chilean stew. I mean, that's it's pretty dang fancy. That's yeah, pretty yeah. fancy food right there. Yeah, I, I go big on my stews, man. Uh, but but yeah, no, man, that was just like a huge meal, and we just like the six of us just ate through that in seconds and there was just not a drop left it was That's just awesome. done through uh and then we made cornbread again to go with it because we always make cornbread out out on the fire there's nothing the better than campfire cornbread do right um and Wait, then did you have butter with it though of course okay who do you, you think eat, i am <laughs> you can't eat cornbread without butter no man tons tons of butter man butter on the bottom butter on top butter inside man that was it was like three sticks of butter. Um, <laughs> can't overdo butter. Did you no. eat, eat, eat a stick of butter like a banana? Yeah, of course. 
Yeah. Uh, cholesterol. Yeah, well, that's, that's you know, you can only do so much when you're, like, almost 300 pounds anyway. Oh, you hiked it off, so. Exactly, I hiked off, like, all the weight. But, um, yeah, let's see, the next night we did, uh, oh, we did chicken and rice. Ooh. Yeah, man. Did rice, uh, with, like, tomato sauce, um, peppers, um, it was chicken, like, what, green enchilada sauce, I think, is what Al threw in there. Man. It was, it was really awesome. And then, um, what did we do the next night? Oh, dude, we did biscuits and, uh, biscuits and gravy. We wanted to do, like, a brinner. Mm -hmm. So, we, we made, uh, uh, let's see, we cooked the bacon and we cooked the beef. And then we did our gravy and that. And we threw, so, the bacon, the beef, and Anaheim peppers into the gravy. Never mm. done this before, but it was like, you know when you're camping, you just kind of like, hey, what do I have left? Yeah. Like, I got to throw that in there. It's like every morning you eat hash or something, you know? Yep. It gives us, hey, what do I got? I got to throw it in the, all my leftovers, everything else. So we were like, hey, we got all these animal peppers we haven't eaten. Let's throw these in the, in the gravy. And it was bomb, dude. It was so good. I was so surprised. But now... Now it's going to be kind of like a secret recipe, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not secret anymore. Well, hey. Um, share with the world. The, um, and then the, the biscuits, I'm surprised how well they cooked in a Dutch oven. It's unreal. I mean, anything you bake at home or cook at home, you can do it on a campfire. You can do it in a Dutch oven. It just takes you know a little bit of time and patience and just a little bit of bravery and just try it, you know? <laughs> you're actually, you're absolutely right. It always takes a little bit of bravery. Because I, I was, dude, like, I was like, man, we're going to burn these biscuits. You but... can't be afraid to mess up every once in a while. That's I mean, that's... No, no. I hope I mess up. Because then I learn something. I'd rather you mess up than me, but <laughs> I've never been afraid to. Yeah, I feel you. It's, um, it was good, man. We ate real good. Every day, just put all that down um i'm 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 loving a uh, dutch oven cooking i'm trying to find more things to do in it well my dad does it in his driveway at the house all the time and i think right now as we speak uh they're probably finishing up uh eating dinner uh today uh, was a birthday celebration for my brother and i wasn't able to make it but my dad cooked a pineapple upside down cake in the dutch oven for his birthday so oh yeah you can do just anything you want in a Dutch oven, it's just yeah, I like, I like cobblers. pretty cool. I like doing the cobblers and stuff. I haven't done like an upside pineapple, nothing crazy like that. Man, he's, but... he's brave, but he, <laughs> he, but he does all that stuff and he likes the heck out of it. So he's you know, it's one of those things where you know it's your father, so you kind of try to fight it a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, man, okay, that's pretty cool. I'll, I guess I'll do it, you yeah. Know? So, uh, I've learned a lot from him, of course, and. The internet is just a wealth of knowledge nowadays, so yeah. you can find all that stuff, and even primitive stuff like that, you can learn. Uh, what do you do about water? Is there water at those campsites and everything? Or? Um, so, at Robert's Cave, we actually had um, water at our site. Okay. Um, at the at White Rock, there is like one spigot in like the middle of the mountain that like all the campsites share okay. and you go out there and you just like pump it out oh hey it's a real one huh? yeah yeah it's a real oh, one but not just no, turn, turn a nozzle it's it, pump it up exactly you're pumping water out and then um yeah no it's it's pretty cool like i said that place was real primitive and there's nowhere to throw anything away so we had to like burn it all no well a little <laughs> bit of it but you know uh just food plates but no like um 
So there's also a warning on White Rock Mountain when you go up there. They're like, beware of black bears. What? Yeah. So we were like, okay. I'm glad we were in New Ma- in, uh, Hot Springs. Hot Man. Springs. So what we did is we did, you know, the old, you know, throw a line over a high part in a tree and you, you tie your, your trap. You just hoist your mm-hmm. trash up and you let it, you know, bang against a tree all night or whatever. So nothing can get to it really. Um, so we did that. We had like I don't two know bags of trash up the line because we were at White Rock for four days and like four days with like, you know, like very primitive stuff and, you know, no showers and, you know, water pump. I had to tie but... that trash in front of someone else's campsite. Man. <laughs> there, well, there ain't no way. Only yeah. the closest thing we got to a bear was in the box of animal crackers. <laughs> the, um, dude, I'm... I'm telling you though, like White Rock is really cool. Like I would totally go back. Um, some, one of my f- favorite hikes I've ever done in my life. I did this last week, was at the bottom of that mountain. Okay. Um, past Lake Shores, there's a uh, Devil's Canyon, which uh, the person that working up at the top of White Rock, she was telling us. That it is like her favorite place to to hike and camp in like all of Arkansas. Wow. She was just like, this place is incredible. And so she told us about it. So we started doing some research. And it's a little kind of crazy. Um, because like you're going down this like. So when I was looking it up, they're like, oh, well, the first waterfall there is like really easy to find. The second waterfall, you have to bushwhack through the forest Hopefully you don't get lost or disoriented or confused in what direction you're going because then you won't find the waterfall and maybe you'll get lost out in the wilderness. And there's bears out there. And there's you, bears out yeah, there. Yeah, I don't know if you remember you saying that. There's bears. There's bears out there. So I'm like, okay, we got to know what, what we're doing here. Like, we got to make sure and do everything correctly. Um, so we go out there. First thing we find out is that the road is just wrecked to get to this to Devil's Canyon. Was Luckily, it rain, had it been raining and stuff, or a little bit? But this is just like a super dilapidated old mm. road. Uh, luckily, I had my truck, so four by four, <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, had to go up and down, you know, do a little bit of mudding to get out to a, a like decent area near there. And then I was like, oh, the road disappears, so you can't go any farther. So I just like pull off of the road. You just gotta hoof it, huh? And we walked it. So, we go, we follow, and the directions that I found online are like, oh, you follow the road until you see a stream, and then you take a left at the stream, and you'll walk, just follow the stream, and you'll find a waterfall. And we're like, okay. So That's we how do I that. give directions. Right? Like, exactly. Right. <laughs> All the guys that work love it. I'm like, man, you're going to go down about a mile, mile and a half, three, I don't know, but you're going to get to this pasture <laughs> with a bunch of black cows. Turn left, and you're gonna see this big oak tree. Turn right, it's right there. You yeah, know? there's a sign that says oranges, and you do U turn. I didn't know that back. was an Arkansas thing too. Yeah, Sweet. Exactly. <laughs> I feel a little better about myself now. So we we hoof it out. We go down uh, once we find the stream, and we come across this waterfall. It's like a 20 foot waterfall. It is beautiful, and I'm like, man, this if it wasn't like cold, like would be just like, which it wasn't that cold. It was like. 50 degrees honestly i probably could have swam in it but it was like just an awesome little hidden swimming hole um real beautiful out there man it was crazy did you all go swimming no oh no it was like everybody was like too cold yeah i know 
But I was like, yeah, but the bears won't go in the cold water, will they? I think they will. But <laughs> well, we went hey. back out. So then the, the the next part is the part that's challenging. Okay. Uh, online, everybody gets lost in this part, or they can't find the second waterfall. So we're like, we want to find this waterfall. We're going to go bushwhack through the, the wilderness out here, right? Hopefully we don't get lost. Well, the directions are like, oh, you go back out to the road, and you and go until the road turns east. And then when it turns east, you just kind of go left out into the woods, and you just kind of bushwhack your way out until you find some orange ribbons. Then you follow the orange ribbons, and hopefully you get to the waterfall. How come so, there's not orange ribbons from the get-go? I don't know. Good huh. question. But no, so we go, and we kind of find a path. And it's super faint. And I'm like, this could be just like a deer path, right? Like this is Or like, a bear path. Or a bear path, right? Like, bears are smart. I don't know if you heard. They're uh, setting a trap for you, man. Yeah, no, this is, it was real sketch. You're lucky to make it back. But we, we go down this path, and we keep on for a while. And after a little bit, we're like, man, I'm not sure this is going anywhere. And then we find this white bandana hanging from a tree. And we see that there is a kind of a path right there and we're like this is signaling us to go this way no, so that's, we that, go. that's a surrender flag from a guy getting chased by a bear <laughs> you're on about the bears i'm telling you i didn't see well, a bear out only there. bears we get around here go to baylor university you're, and that's true and even they're a little scary sometimes always um kept on about it and we come across this waterfall just pops up out of nowhere 63 foot waterfall man and we're like not, we're so out of energy. I'm just really point. impressed y'all had a tape measure to measure it. That's, <laughs> that's awesome, Kendall. Well, I'd read about it, and I was like, all right, so there's a 63-foot waterfall out here. It's got to be out here. Because we were like, is this the waterfall, guys? It's like, no, this is 20 feet. Like, well, this said is it was the pretty one. cold. It was a little bit shorter that day. <laughs> Dude, uh, we decided not to then climb down the side of the mountain to go to the bottom of the waterfall. We decided to just hike back. Uh, and make our way out of the canyon because we were 63 feet up. And we're like, nah, I don't want to. But that waterfall, it was really tall, but there wasn't that much water coming down the stream, so it hmm. wasn't real pretty. Um, that 20-footer was insane, though. But, no, we just we went back out and uh, down across the canyon to get back out. And uh, I was, man, that was just so beautiful. I highly recommend Devil's Canyon to anybody that wants, like, a really interesting bushwhacking adventure in Arkansas because um, it is it is beautiful and it's totally worth it and the second waterfall is worth it um, I would definitely go after a rain or more more in a you know when it's a little less dry than it was well but, what time of year is not bear season uh winter oh yeah, they're hibernating yeah yeah we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll go in the winter <laughs> we'll go in the winter <laughs> You like didn't trust me at all. You're like, uh, no, I think they sleep, right? Um, no, man, Devil's Cane is cool. The funny thing is that Arkansas mud gets super, super hard. So, like, when I was mudding in there, it well, it's got all just clay, probably. Right? It's all like clay, exactly. Mm -hmm. So, I had like two inch thick, like, around the bottom side inside of my the rim mm -hmm. uh just caked of this this clay mud and i start driving and the truck starts shaking i was like what i bend an axle or something i pull over and oh, i just got man. this crazy amount of mud caked in there that i just like break down and then i drive fine i'm like oh okay well 
I got nervous for a minute, man. I got well, uh, last time we went rabbit hunting was about a month ago or so. Yeah. Uh, last week I uh, I, I don't ever drive my truck. Cause I have a company vehicle I drive, so mm-hmm. my tr- my personal truck just stays parked at the house. Uh, last week I had I rotated my tires and had to take a water hose with a pressure nozzle and pressure wash all the mud off them from that rabbit hunting trip. Oh really? Yeah. I thought I thought a tie rod going out or transmission <laughs> slipping. I didn't know what. I thought my truck was just falling apart, which some of it is, but not yeah, all. Some of it, of it, yeah. But not the parts I thought from that. So I was rotating my tires, got all the mud off, and same thing. I had about an inch of mud on just yeah. like rabbit hunting trip. And man, now it's, it's driving fine. Made, oh well. It's driving good enough. <laughs> it functions. I, mean, I still drove my wife's car here tonight because you know. Yeah, that's fair. It's <laughs> my truck still. Oof. Dude, we've got a lot of issues in that truck though. It's fun. Yeah, it's been, it's been through the ringer. That's for sure. Yeah, but, but man, that was a that was the last uh, hike we did out there, and then uh, I think uh, yeah that night I drove back. So. I felt like you had an awesome, awesome trip, man. It just, I said, I really enjoyed Arkansas. Yeah, yeah it is real pretty, and I, I like. I'm with you. I'd, I'd like to go again for sure. Uh, hopefully, this year we get to go do some duck hunting. Maybe yeah, some goose hunting. That'd be great. That's what. I, whew, that's the that's the real dream of Arkansas right there. Yeah, go up to Stuttgart or some, somewhere else, you know. But who knows? Maybe try to get to do some flooded timber hunting for ducks, or go up and do the conservation season snow geese. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Now, what we should be able to make that happen. Um, but so what what else we got coming up uh i guess it's getting into march uh we got turkey season coming up I know. yeah turkey season man i'm getting excited man i've never got to go turkey hunting this will be my first year man i i'm a i'm a duck hunting fiend I, there's man i just love it. there's something about those ducks cuffed up and coming into the spread it's just it's a mental game to me and that's turkey hunting is the only thing that gives duck hunting a run for its money and I think I, I like turkey hunting a little bit more. Kind of my first passion. I didn't start duck hunting until just a few years ago, uh, but I've turkey hunted for heck. I was in junior high first time I shot a turkey, and very first turkey I ever shot. I, you know, I set up my own blind. I was in a pop up blind, called bird in myself with a little slate call, and man, shot a bird with my uh, Browning pump shotgun, uh, twelve gauge. And I just, man, I'll never forget it, and I just love the heck out of it. There's, Something about it, that turkey, man, that long neck stretched out, and you hear that gobble just rumbles at you, and man, it just gets your heart pumping. It's uh, the way I always describe it to you. There's, you know, there's two climaxes in, in turkey hunting, where you know, in a, in a good movie, there's a single climax where the peak of the movie is with turkey hunting. Man, you set everything up, and you can just picture where that bird's gonna come from, where it's gonna come, where it's starting at. You know, when you do your homework. And I remember I did a, guided a turkey hunt for a guy out of Louisiana a few years back, and I t- we came into this spot and I called up a few birds for him, and they're all kind of small. I told him I said, "Man, hold off, I can get you on a bigger bird." We packed up, and went to another location there on my family's property, and started calling. Man, I heard a turkey tom answer back, and no one else heard it. Man, I knew right where he was coming from, about a mile away, and you know I grew up in that in that around that area. I knew exactly where he was. And man, it took about thirty minutes. But I got him called in, and that you know, you hit that first climax when you first hear that that gobble coming through the trees. You see his neck pop through. You see his head. Man, it just that's what makes it all worth. You know, you got that bird to come. I got, I got that bird in from from a, at least a mile. He made him hot fences, cross roads, and 
got him over to the property and everything. Man, he poked his head through and gobbled. My heart just started pumping. Just boom, 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 boom. And it just, whew. You know, the world starts turning real slow. And it's just, it, he starts coming up. And you see him. He thinks he's big and bad. And fluffed up and walking up to that decoy. And he's gobbling. And you're, you're purring back. And, man, he, he sees that little Jake decoy. And he wants to run him off away from that hen. And, man, it just, it gets you going and stuff. And, the second climax is when you pull that trigger, and I'll be honest with you, that's great, but, man, when when you first see that turkey pop his head through, you know you won. You know you tricked that bird, and like I said, to me, it's a mental game. It's all about, I don't, I don't want to say, you know, I'm, I'm smarter than that bird because, man, I'm definitely not smarter yeah, than those definitely birds. smarter than no bird, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I, am, I got a big old head on me, but compared to them birds, but, man, they're smart, and they can see real well, and... To have it all come together and be able to, you know, trick something like that and make them think that you're a turkey. There's just something about it, man. When you shoot that thing, they taste so doggone good. They're beautiful birds. And, man, it's just nothing nothing, nothing better. I ain't duck hunting as much as I like it. And I get real passionate about duck hunting, but I think turkey hunting is my first love. And uh, all I've ever been able to shoot is some real grands. And I've shot some pretty good ones and shot some more just for meat and I'm hoping one day I get to get me a, a slam and get the Osceola and the Eastern and the Miriams, but yeah, you know what? I'm, these Rio Grands are big birds, and uh, biggest bird I've shot so far was a 13-inch beard. So he's pr pretty good beard length, but he weighed 43 pounds, and man, he was a chunk. Oh man, he ate good. Had a bunch of fried uh, turkey tenders, and then. Made some turkey uh, tortilla soup. Ooh, which, your famous turkey tortilla soup, man. I always want to try that. Well, there's a recipe online. You can make it yourself if you want. But hopefully in another couple of weeks when turkey season opens up, and actually it opens up in eight days for us, uh, hopefully we you know, we can make some, make some soup either over the over the stove or over the Dutch oven. We'll see what, what, where we're at. But, man, I just I got to pull all my decoys out of the, out, out of the attic and pop, open up my blinds because I think my wife's going to try to shoot a bird this year. Last year I got her on a bird and some stray dog ran up in the field and scared it off. Oh, man. I don't know if I've ever been so mad in my life. but it, it, Is that your property? Yeah, it's our personal property and you know, a stray dog ran up. and it, that, that, That's a whole other story. But, <laughs> but I mean... I gotta pull up my blinds, pull up my uh, all my camouflage and stuff, my turkey vest, get all my calls out, make sure my calls are tuned right. I got some, I got a couple of custom calls and then some regular generic ones I got from the store and stuff. And man, it's just the the reasons I love turkey hunting, same reason I love duck hunting. You know, the decoys, the calling. I mean, it's just it's a mental game. I just I love it, man. And I'm hoping we can get do some. Uh, we're gonna do some private land hunting and then some public land hunting and. Uh, on some spots we, we've never turkey gone on public land before and hoping this year we do okay uh we're gonna try to go out there and do some scouting for, uh, for it uh, while we're scouting maybe do a little squirrel hunting so definitely that that'd be real fun but i'm hoping to get you on a bird kindle this year get, get your first turkey and uh i mean it's just once you get it you're hooked man it's <laughs> there's nothing like it yeah man i'm looking forward got a lot to learn about it and if i got a reason to get out there um we also got what the the game dinner is coming up too right yeah we got the game dinner uh every year uh some buddies of ours uh they do a big game dinner there at their uh family's house and they've done it for oh heck man probably seven years six seven years or more mm -hmm. uh it's been more it's 
pretty good tradition, and it's grown a whole lot more than last year. Man, we probably had 50, 60 people there total. It's an all-day deal. We get there, shoot some uh, shoot some clays with our shotguns, hang out. and uh, I've been there in the past and shot a full flat of shells. That's 250 shells. Yeah. That's, that's throwing some lead, but this past year, I didn't shoot near as much. I took all my shotguns, uh, let other people shoot and stuff, took some uh, shells and clays, but last year I did a lot more cooking, and this year I'm going to do a whole lot of cooking. Last year I made some uh, wild duck gumbo, and then I made some uh, enchiladas, uh, wild rabbit enchiladas, which turned out really good, and then made some homemade ham. I made some ham sliders with those Hawaiian sweet rolls and some good, uh, Gruyere cheese and that grilled ham. Whew, man, that was good. But, so, I mean, we did a lot of that stuff. But this year I'm going to try to pull all the stops, and I'm going to make that duck gumbo again because it's... You can't hardly beat some good gumbo, and then gonna make those same some same ham sliders and everything. Uh, the rabbits we've got this year, man. To be honest, I don't know exactly what I'm gonna do. Uh, those enchiladas came out pretty good and it was real popular. But I think this year I'm gonna kind of keep it more southern, and not more, <laughs> not south of the border, but you know, southern in the states. Uh, and I was going to do, uh, instead of chicken and dumplings, I was going to do rabbit and dumplings with some buttermilk drop dumplings. And then, man. Uh, but yeah. What are we doing with the the geese we shot in December? Man, I got to talk to you all about that. Uh, we went on a goose hunting trip uh, this past year down in Houston. Got a, got a few birds. And uh, every, everyone in the group goes to that game dinner. So they all end up giving me the birds to try to do something with for us all to eat there, that deal. And, you know, I've been fighting back and forth, figuring out what I want to do. and I'm kind of leaning towards goose fajitas uh, with the peppers and onions and everything, but, man, I'd also kind of like, I've got a good recipe for some uh, goose pastrami, and, man, that sounds some, sounds pretty dang good. You know, make little Reuben sa- sliders or oh, something. Yeah? Little Reuben finger sandwiches. You know, some good little appetizer uh, while leading up on everything else. But some goose pastrami sliders. Huh? Yeah, and then... And I'm fixing to run out of time if I don't get started soon. I was planning on making a bunch of uh, venison pepperoni, too. Mm. Uh, making, uh, grilling some pizzas out there, some venison pepperoni Wait, pizzas. Are you doing your, uh, your, uh, your famous duck prosciutto? Man, that's the same thing. I'm running out of time with pepperoni. Duck prosciutto, <laughs> I, got an- I got another few days. Man, you're trying to do way too much. Dude, you know, and wife, wife's out of town right now, so I got the time, all the time in the world, but... And I, Caught up on a lot of sleep. I've been real busy at work and then the Arkansas trip and everything else. But um, that duck prosciutto, I got another couple of days to get it started before I'm, I run out of time. And man, that duck prosciutto, whoo, man, it's dry, it's uh, cured and then it's dried. And man, it is good. I'll, I'll make sure I make some. I got the duck breast in the refrigerator. I just go, just gotta get them cured and t- the curing takes. Uh, three to five days is all, and then the drying takes about three weeks. So it's, I got I got time on that. The pepperoni takes you know about a week to ferment, and then about three to four weeks to dry. So starting to run out of time on that one. But yep. we'll see. Everything all turned out pretty well. So, and then trying to do some fishing between now and then. Uh, some buddy buddies of mine went to my fishing hole. And, <sighs> I was out of town, didn't get to go, but they went to my fishing hole and ended up catching 19 catfish. Uh, so they even asked you? No, but you that's know, it's, your fishing hole, man. You know, it's on the public river, but I'm not bitter. But 
You're kind of bitter, man. No, I'm, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, they, did, they did well, you know, we got all that all that fish that they're going to try to fry up and everything. I don't know if we're going to have a separate fish fry or we're going to try to do it then. Because, like I said, we have all that stuff I mentioned, and then we do a big uh, crawfish boil, and uh, they do brisket and corn. Oh, man, they're grilled corn. Woo. I killed probably three or four cobs of corn. While I'm out there, I mean, yeah, just, you, you kill a lot of corn. Yeah, it, it's it's just a good deal, you know. And I'm hoping we're we we our schedule. Me and Kendall, me and you, our schedules just haven't lined up. But pretty soon, I'd like to get out to East Texas this, this sometime in the next couple months and try to get, do a little crawfishing while we're out there and yeah, bring back some crawfish to cook up and just we'll see. I don't know. We're gonna make a couple trips down to the coast. Uh, the Redfish and black drum and trout are biting pretty good right now, so we're gonna get down there. And of course, this summer we're gonna hit it hard down along the, all along the coast and up and down the river. But definitely, yeah, I'm be needing to get a new pole soon. Anyway, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to some of that. Yeah. The um, yeah, we're gonna be posting pictures on the Instagram for the the um dinner yeah. for the dinner and the uh, the. Uh, all these different little recipes and stuff were posted out on the website too. Yeah, so the 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 website, of course, if you found the podcast, you probably found the website first. <laughs> but I'm, you know, eventually this podcast will be on other other sites and stuff, so you may come across it first. But the website is www.midtexoutdoors.com. Um, and of course, we have an Instagram at midtexoutdoors. Sorry, midtexoutdoors, and then. Uh, Getting the Facebook started and YouTube channel, so and check us out on social media. Um, keep an eye out for all our adventures and everything. And man, hit us up, send us a, a direct message or comment or go to the website. We got recipes, blog posts, photos, and just let us know how y'all are doing. Uh, let us know if y'all have any luck turkey hunting coming up or any of y'all's camping trips. And we love finding new places and getting tips on where to go and how to do stuff. So hit us up. Yeah, definitely. Let us know. Uh, big goal for us and this this podcast and this adventure is just you know to encourage people to go outside, do things outside, and share your experiences. Um, there's so much to see out there, and there's so much to do, and uh, you know we can all share that and have it. You know that universal or that that bigger experience, like the hearth around the fire. You know. Yeah. And uh, so yeah. Let us know what you think, um, how your hunting going, how your fishing's going, how your camping's going. Yeah. And me and Kendall, despite what you may think, we're not too shy. So we, 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 anytime we see people out on the river, out in the field and stuff, man, we're always asking how they're doing, what they're doing, how they're doing it, see if we can, you know, steal a few tips from them and, you know, see if we can help, be of, be of some little help too. So, <laughs> and I'm, we're glad y'all tuned in for this first episode and hopefully next episode we'll you know go a little bit more into turkey hunting or fishing or you know something else we're doing outside so uh look forward to hear uh seeing you all again sometime yeah thank you and uh have a good one all right bye